dudes. Welcome to the Winner Winner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Robin. And I'm the other one, Arjuna. Crokey over here. Crokey. <clears throat> What's going on, man? Got a croquistador over here. <laughs> um, I'm really, uh, I'm about to die, apparently. But uh, other than that, I'm doing pretty well. Um, and yeah, I'm really fixing to talk about some PUBG this week. Hell yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that they um, blew up a couple of things for us so that we had things to talk about, man. Yeah, totally. (laughs) This is like, thank you, PUBG. Yeah, thanks, PUBG. It's like, you know, they they set things on fire and then they want applause for when they put them out, Mm -hmm. you know, with a fire extinguisher. (laughs) That's that's their approach to game development, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's good to be back, as always, for another week to talk about PUBG. Big announcement this week in the form of their fixed PUBG initiative. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely going to spend some time talking about that this episode, as well as just a few other current events. Um, You know, there's been no huge patches pushed no other real big deal news going on mm-hmm. i guess i mean 19 is now live so that's some news and there's yeah some changes to yeah that. exactly yeah. that that's live minus um you know one of our favorite features so we'll, right. we'll get into that too but yeah just just in case you guys uh, wanting to know how this episode's going to go. This is going to be one of the more bitchier episodes that we've recorded in recent memory. <laughs> so just get ready for that. This is uh, one of our subheadings is current events in PUBG, a.k.a. The Bitch Fest. Yep. Which, so. you know, we, we have some of these shows uh, time to time where we do this, and I feel like we've been pretty positive lately. So yeah. it's, it's just been building up. It's time. <laughs> it's time. It's time to bring that hammer out. Let's get into our uh, community segment here. First thing I just wanted to mention is thanks to our Discord member, Bad Andy, we now have a PUBG Mobile clan. So that's a big deal. Winner Winner is expanding to yet another platform. All your platform all belong to us now. So if you play on mobile, look us up, the Winner Winner PUBG Mobile clan. And... um, you know, if you're not, if you're a mobile player and you're not already in our Discord, now would be a really great time to go and sign up, because that community is growing every day. And now that we have a clan, it's like a perfect time to get plugged in. So, if you're looking for more people to squad up with on the sweet ass, more developed ass mobile version than any other version of the game, then uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can do that. Let the bitching begin. Oh, man, I yeah. I haven't given that that another shot recently. Yeah. But, you know, now that I have a nicer phone, maybe I should. Um, I just saw a snippet of somebody trying to land on school. Mm. And they just parachuted kind of like into the corner of the building where on PC you would just get stuck and float there for a while. Yeah. But what happened to them was they just glided along the surface of the roof, like at at full speed of the mm. parachute without slowing down. It was kind of cool looking. Nice. Yeah. But they were like in their parachute still, just like sliding. They were like aiming around on the roof, just steering their player. It looked kind of fun. They just like skidded in. Yeah. I feel like if, if they could figure out how to do that reliably, you could have like little races on the roof in your parachutes. Like, <laughs> Oh, that would be dope. <laughs> See, I feel like if they did that in the PC, you'd skate along, but then you'd just be like insta-knocked, you know? Oh, yeah. And and then you'd feel bad about it. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. um, So, yeah. So, that's the mobile version. We have a clan. 
go join it. Thank you, Bad Andy, for spending your... Apparently, you have to spend BP in the mobile version to make a clan. So it's an investment. Mm. So Bad Andy basically laid out the hard-earned cash just for us. Mm. So thank you. Let's move on to our Patreon question of the week. Uh, This is a good one, I think. Do you want to read this, Robin? Yeah, sure. So this is from The One Heart. And he said, considering you guys are getting more into serious play styles, formations, and tactics, and this game is this game is finally esports ready, as they say, do you think this game is becoming more competitive? Furthermore, would you be in support of a ranked competitive lobby with esports rule sets and scoring equivalencies where players could test themselves in a space that is always sweaty and ranking high would mean everyone even more than it does now? Finally, could a competitive playlist like this work without fragmenting the player base too much okay yeah yeah great question so i know that you you know you play a lot more r6 where they do have a competitive Mm -hmm. ladder uh what do you think about this for PUBG? well first of all i am not good enough at r6 to enjoy competitive (laughs) okay (laughs) fair enough it depends here's the thing the people i play with in r6 are pretty good players but they're casual players fundamentally yeah and so it's it's kind of like if i if i played with people in r6 who were serious about the game and serious about teamwork i would love to play competitive and that, that's there's nothing more i'd rather do in r6 yeah than play competitive with with people who are are focused and want to um as as with the one heart said you know serious play styles formation and tactics and i feel the same way about PUBG. um i would love to play competitively um, in PUBG if I was playing with people who took that element seriously. Otherwise, like, that's, you know, it's, it's casual for a reason. And there's just no point of playing competitive if you're going to play a casual style, for me. Unless you just want to see how your casual play style kind of, like, where it places you amongst others. But that's not why I would use it, I guess. So, yeah. I don't know. How about you? Would you do it? Well, let's see. Would I do it? I feel like when I'm playing solo these days, I'm trying to up my game, Mm -hmm. Um, which means that I am like I am trying, but I'm more like doing things like uh, just trying to improve my game, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm I'm hot dropping. I'm trying to get into more fights. I'm dying a lot. And so I think my rating is actually probably going down. Basically, lately, I haven't really been enjoying the ultra conservative play style, which leads to ranking the highest in PUBG mm-hmm. and consistently finishing high. I feel like in the squad games that I've been playing lately, I've been doing kind of a hybrid thing with our squads where like, you know, we're not being jackasses, we're maybe avoiding hot drops. Mm-hmm. Um, we're playing carefully and we're playing competitively, but we're not doing things like consistently going to the far side of the circle. We're not doing things like consistently landing on the edge and mm-hmm. looting our way in. If we hear shots over the hill, we'll go chase them down, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a mix. So I, I feel like an actual sweaty league wouldn't appeal so much to me. Mm-hmm. However, I actually think it's a really excellent idea. Um, I like it for a number of reasons. I think the first is that I think it would actually separate the player base in a good way. So Mm. for all the people who are really sweaty, who really like to play conservatively and who are really, you know, aiming to maximize their win percentage, I think it would be really great to have this league to aspire to. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be really great to have a league that was, you know, devoted to that and full of people doing that. And I think that it would be, I think it would make it more fun 
really for people who aren't trying to do that to have like a more casual league to play in as well yeah so it's almost just like uh in addition to i think having it be cool to just have a ranking system that that really matters more i would say Mm -hmm. i also just think that it, it would help people who have of like mind to get together and play Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, I I think it would help if... I mean, if they were going to do that, it would help to actually see what your rank is in-game. Um, if I remember correctly, I think that PUBG or Bluehole or whoever um, made some kind of API available for player statistics. And that's what... If you want to know your ranking, you have to go to a third-party website and trust that they're leveraging that API correctly and keeping it up to date, um, keeping the data on their site up to date um, with information from that API that they provide. And so, honestly, when I look at my ranking, my confidence level and what I'm looking at is extremely low, right? Mm. And so, right now, tracking that kind of stuff has been like kind of an afterthought for me. Um, just, I just, this isn't super related to the question, but somewhat and. It just, you know, if you're actually playing competitive, it would help to know where you sit. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Right, mm-hmm. and and see things like life, like your lifetime stats or season stats, and um, I'm all about it. I would love to see that stuff. Yeah, I've also heard a few people talking lately about like the CS:GO uh, statistics and tracking. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you know, they get really granular with stuff like uh, you can look at your stats with each weapon, yep. for example. That's so common. Yeah. 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 And I just think that, you know, in addition to that kind of level of analysis in this game, Mm -hmm. you know, as well as introducing a competitive league, I think all all that kind of stuff would really be value added for a particular kind of player. And I think I totally agree. Like, I feel like if they were to do this, I feel like they'd have to up their game in a few other ways to kind of flesh it out and accommodate it. Mm hmm. But I think it could only mean good things for this game. My guess is at first, anyway, it would probably be a smaller subset of players who would go into the the sweaty league. But I think that those players would be okay with waiting a little longer to get matched. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, like if you're a competitive player, you know, you you have to be really patient to like play in scrims and play in tournaments and stuff like that. So and. Also, you need a break between matches. If you're yeah, that's true. Well. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like debrief with your team. And yeah. So yeah, I don't think it would threaten the player base. Um, I just, I think it would be net positive. I really do. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe with this, you know, PGI Berlin and everything, they're kind of moving in that direction. So anyway, yeah, I, thanks for the question, the one hot. Um, I really like thinking about that. And I really... You know, I think that that really is the future of this game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it's now or later, I think that it's definitely going to be something that they're moving toward. There's there's really cool ways that games could implement ranking. Like, the way I visualize it, right, is like, let's say there's different tiers of the game, or different t- tiers of rank. So usually it's like diamond is the top, and then it's like gold, silver, bronze, something like that. And it'd be interesting if they they styled the competitive lobby to reflect your rank or something like that like the way i always visualize ranking in games like this is when you're in a different uh, rank category like diamond or gold is that you're you're in one playing arena and if you do well enough you like ascend through that arena into like the next one like above it 
and I like I want games to like visualize this for me somehow. I just think that's a fun idea, of, like ascending to kind of like like climbing like floor to floor of a, p- a pavilion in a kung fu movie, right? You're like going boss to boss, you know. Except in this case, you're going from like tier, like you know, not as good tier players to better tier players. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's that is a really cool idea, and mm-hmm. I definitely think that yeah, it would be cool exactly if the game changed a bit depending on which tier you're playing in, and like for example, and we'll get into this a little bit more later in the episode, but you know there are players who complain about certain features of the game being introduced that kind of make it too easy or level the playing field, mm-hmm. and it would be cool if like you know maybe you get into the higher echelons of the game and they take some of those features out mm. so that when you're playing at a certain competitive level you don't get to do that stuff anymore mm-hmm. i think that would make everyone happy well i wouldn't i don't know if i'd want to change the gameplay from tier to tier but something aesthetic like even like th- that would be a great use of clothes right yeah because totally. if you reach gold tier then you get a gold color jacket and you know maybe you'll get demoted at some point down to silver tier but you still have your gold jacket and like silver tier players would get to kill you and be like oh i killed the gold guy you know like that kind of thing where you can recognize something about your opponent in real time right now all you really have to go on is like oh shit that guy has a level three helmet he probably like like did a massacre (laughs) airdrop or something you know like you don't really know know how to judge an opponent until you're halfway through a battle with them isn't that funny like if you run into someone who has a level three helmet and an ar suppressor you just assume that they're a god Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know anyone with a ghillie suits like but they like scavenge it off a guy who wrecked his motorcycle yeah 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 exactly (laughs) i know it's silly but our minds go these places yeah Oh, I think that's a totally great idea. There's just so many different things that they could implement to differentiate the tiers that would make it really rewarding to work your way up. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for the question, The One Heart. And of course, this segment can be yours for the small price of a little donation to our Patreon account. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And we really appreciate it. We've been buying some new equipment lately, and it's been improving our podcast. So thank you very much for your help with yeah, that. Yeah, this, this is great. I'm actually borrowing a mic from my brother right now, and I have to give it back soon, but I'm definitely going to buy another one like it. So that that's helping us do that. So thanks a lot, guys. If you like the pearly sound of the, of the pasta noodles of Robin's voice coming in your ears right now, <laughs> those have been funded in part by the generous donations of you, the pearly listener. Pearly pasta noodles. So <laughs> I know that your ears love noodles. Don't uh, don't try to pause that one out. <laughs> no, but thanks a lot, guys. Don't All worry right. about it. So, speaking of listeners, what's this challenge you got here? Okay, so we are on an exciting precipice here. I'm calling this the 100-1000 challenge. So, basically, here's the deal, guys. We've got... Last time I checked, we've got 92 reviews on iTunes. All right? That's not very far away from 100. Also, last time I checked, we were almost at a thousand members on our Discord. How many? In fact, let me pull it up right now and get you the most current number. Okay, so we have 963 members as of Thursday evening in our Discord. So I've noticed that this isn't very far away from a thousand. And so what I thought would be cool 
is if we could just mobilize not even that much, just some community support. I would love to get us to a hundred iTunes reviews and a thousand Discord members by the time we record the show next week. So I think this is doable. What about you, Robin? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. What this means is, okay, first of all, I know that there's plenty of lurkers out there who have been listening to this podcast for a while who haven't joined the Discord yet. So you know who you are, and I'm here to tell you that your life will get better if you join our Discord. It's just, it's fact. That's the way things work around here. So don't believe me? Join our Discord and uh-huh. find out. Yeah, success. I mean, that job you've been wanting, you're going to get it once you join our Discord. Yep. The, the, the girl you've been eyeing at the coffee shop or the gym? Yep, she's going to go yours. out with you. Okay. Yeah. Just join the Discord, guys. Yep. <laughs> and you'll you'll immediately get better at the game, too, for no apparent reason. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, join yourself and maybe invite your friend as well, you know? If you've got, like, a friend who doesn't listen to podcasts, you know, because they're like that. Or, you know, maybe a friend only listens to Joe Rogan, you know? It's time to branch out, people, mm-hmm. all right? So, you know, just, just reach out to those friends and tell them about this sweet-ass... PUBG podcast that you listen to and you know and then as far as the iTunes reviews goes you know you don't even have to write anything mm-hmm. you can literally just go to iTunes and pull up our podcast and just click on the little five star mm-hmm. and you're done and and me and Arjuna we have a discord chat channel with stock iTunes reviews that you can just copy and paste <laughs> yes indeed no, I'm just kidding we don't <laughs> dude that's such a good idea My life was going terribly. My wife left me, and I was fired from my job, and I was about to commit suicide. (laughs) But then, the clouds parted, and I heard about the Winner Winner podcast. I started to listen to it. Now my hair is curlier. I have my job back. I have an even cooler wife. Thank you very much. Winner Winner. Five stars. And that's just one of the many reviews, Mm -hmm. you know, that we have ready for you. You know, I just have to make this PSA that there, you know, this is a thing that companies will do is they'll, they'll create a product or copy a product more than likely and then sell it on Amazon. And it's usually a cheap knockoff that they're trying to sell. And so they have to come up with good customer reviews because the people who buy it won't leave them. (laughs) And so they'll just hire agencies to leave um, these reviews that are positive. And there is a website. Crap, I can't remember the name. But anyway, there's a website out there where you can basically like plug in an Amazon URL for a product, and it has an algorithm that goes through the reviews and tells you like how likely it is that they're authentic. <laughs> it gives you like some data on it. It's amazing. Nice. Okay. Nice. Some machine learning going on there. Yeah. So anyway, guys, it really helps us when you leave us a review on iTunes, and you only have to ever do it once. Anyway, basically, that would just be really awesome if we reached 100 iTunes reviews and 1,000 Discord members by next week, and I think we can totally do it. So please help us out with that. It's a superficial goal, but, you know, how cool would it be if we did that? And it kind of sucks because we're pretty close to 100,000 downloads as well. We're at about 87,000-something at the moment. I highly doubt that we're going to reach 100,000 downloads by next week. That's probably not going to happen. But, you know, if anyone out there has, like, a a botnet that they'd be willing to donate to the cause, 
you know, just set up hundreds of virtual machines all for the purpose of downloading all of our podcasts, I wouldn't say no. Yeah. You know? Okay. Just, right. I personally want to know, like, how many people are actually downloading and listening to our show. Is That's more interesting to me. Uh, like, I kind of, I wonder if people just kind of subscribe to it and, like, don't actually listen. Mm-hmm. You know? That would be... That's, like, likely, I guess, but... Yeah. I kind of hope that, like, all of the downloads, like, people are listening. Anyway. Well, there's there's always a subset of people who aren't listening. True. hmm And, you know, I'll just flip the bird to them right now, because they're not even listening, you know? <laughs> Taste it. All right, so that website I was talking about, if you want to check out Amazon Reviews, it's called ReviewMeta.com. ReviewMeta.com. Totally cool. I love that people did this. For those of you not listening... Fuck you. You just missed out on that great resource. Your life is immeasurably worse. All right, let's talk about fixing PUBG, man. Yeah. I mean, we usually talk about breaking it or how it's broken. And so this is like PUBG just like coming out and they're saying, all right, you told us the game is broken and we're going to fix it, which I find to be like an interesting PR move. And I was actually quite heartened to kind of see this because this is like really the most important thing, like more than getting new weapons, more than getting new cars, even better than getting new maps is having a smooth gameplay experience without hackers. Right. Yeah. And so that's obviously what people come for and they get disappointed when they don't get it and then they stop playing or play less. And so it's, it's definitely going to be more fun for us and in their interest to kind of make that happen. Um, and it's like a pretty nice roadmap that they've laid out here. So they broke down the roadmap over it's the next three months you're working on it. It's client performance, server performance, anti-cheat matchmaking and fix bugs and quality of life issues. I'm a little bit discouraged to see that some of the goals they set out are basically already achieved according (laughs) to their um, progress charts. Yeah. Right. Like um, bug fix and quality of life issues. Uh, (laughs) If they're done with that, you know, I think I have news for them. I have a little more work to do, but (laughs) Same thing with matchmaking. Apparently, they think they're done with that. Which, actually, you know what? I would agree with that for the most part. I almost never have matchmaking issues with this game. Mm. And I have matchmaking issues with a lot of other like so-called AAA games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, applause. High five. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. <laughs> okay, there's been a lot of people have complained about a lack of transparency. So I think one of the reasons they're doing this is that they're trying to get more transparency going on here. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at this, it's really not that detailed. So that's the first thing that I noticed is that like, I'm I'm reading down through this website. I'm just kind of looking at these charts and thinking about it. Mm And I'm kind of glazing over a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I don't necessarily, like, a lot of this stuff doesn't really mean anything to me. Right. You know, like, replication interleaving. Huh. That sounds fancy. It sounds fancy. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. You know what? (laughs) Maybe this graph is actually supposed to represent when they're going to get them done by. Yeah. For the, the period that they're working on it. Maybe I misread that. I think I did. I misread that. I saw them as, like, progress charts. Mm. But they're actually timelines. Yeah. Okay. My mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. 
totally. Okay. It, yeah, it's interesting. It makes me wonder if there's other things. Like, okay, so one of the things I'm curious about is whether they have longer term things that they're working on mm-hmm. where the bar would like extend beyond these timelines, right? Because this only lists stuff that complete up to through October. So it just makes me wonder if they have more things they're working on they haven't listed here. I, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's hard for me to look at this and glean much meaningful information. Mm-hmm about what we're actually going to get and when. Right. It begs some questions. Some of it I kind of understand. I, like level streaming optimization is under client performance. And I think that's level loading. Meaning when you walk around and you look over a hill, like the way that that landscape over the hill loads in is maybe that's called level streaming. And right, like that that has to come off your hard drive and go through your graphics card and all of that so maybe that's what they're referring to there effect optimization too i mean that's all good stuff because i think from my own experience this game does feel pretty cpu heavy which is all clients client performance stuff so if if they can really hone that that'd be amazing i mean i (laughs) joked about it when i got a new graphics card but i actually have been looking at cpus i don't think i'm going to buy a new one but i was seriously considering it because it's still this game is still kind of jank, not janky. Um, it still stutters, I'll say. All right. So um, there was something about this that that really pissed you off, Robin. Okay. And I want to hear you talk more about this. So I saw this news story yesterday that there was a fixed PUBG campaign and kind of gave it a good glance over and was like, okay, cool. Looks good. And was kind of curious when I got down to the client performance section, um, they did the, a pretty good job of describing what their goals were, which was they basically said, hey, we um, have increased average FPS and we feel like we've done a pretty good job. And now we want to eradicate what they are calling hitch issues, which is basically frame drops. And for the minimum system requirements, they're saying they're getting significant frame drops about six times a minute roughly like every 10 seconds. So that's a lot, right? And if you even on like, I have a a pretty good build right now and I notice it, it's not game breaking at all. Like I'm, I'm, if it was just like this, I'd be like, all right, like it's a little bit, it's not perfect, but whatever, it's totally playable. Um, But it's at early game. I tend to avoid dropping early things like that because of it. So I was kind of like optimistic. And then I started to look at like their graphs with some scrutiny because I really wanted to know like, oh, like how much improvement have they made? And like, have I noticed that? And this is where I started to get pissed off. So the first graph that caught my eye is a graph showing their FPS on a minimum system system. So it's like on a system with minimum system requirements. And they were showing the improvement they've made between quarter one of 2018 and quarter three. And the graph, if you just look at it, it's like, okay, they made some like modest improvements. Like you can see a small bar on the left and then like a slightly bigger bar in the middle and then on the right, like a slightly, slightly bigger bar. Like a very marginally bigger right? bar. And it's like a pretty, it's a pretty small graphic that yeah. has the graph. And so you're like, okay, like little increase. Like I wouldn't give myself a huge pat on the back, but at the same time, they've been, they've been improving other parts of the game, even adding things, right? to some extent and so when you're doing that and increasing frame rate it's like all right good job like no problem here and then 
as I scrutinized the bars a little bit more, I was like, yeah, how much did this improve? And I started to look at the numbers above the bars and realized that the the changes were even smaller than the, the what the, it looks like from looking at the bars. So on the left is, and Arjuna thinks this is like not a big issue, but I'm going to tell you why I'm pissed. So, <laughs> Spoiler alert. I was like, going to make a video. I've, I've actually contacted some of the journalists that wrote articles announcing this this drop just saying like hey this is a thing you might want to look into it like i got pissed off okay so like you really mobilized on the left quarter one the fps was 58.5 on a shitty system right minimum system requirements quarter two they increased it um 0.3 frames per second so from 58.5 it went to 59.3 all right well that's that's a 0.8 improvement what did i say 0.3. 0.3. Oh, yeah, sorry. I meant 0.8. Yeah. So, so less than a frame. Less than a frame per second, right? Like in you, 3 months. <laughs> and I'm Good not I'm not job, saying that fellas. to like say like that's a shitty improvement. Like that's not why I'm pissed off. The reason I'm pissed off is because the bar on the left, the way that it lines up with the y axis, which is showing you what these numbers mean, is not accurate. It it's <laughs> it's off. And so this they is actually, a math issue, guys. Somebody went into this graph and they grabbed the bar and they made it smaller in quarter <laughs> one so that it would look like they had made a bigger improvement to quarter two. Like, I don't know, like, who at PUBG Corp thought that, like, this was a good idea. It could have been the guy who, like, literally was working on FPS issues and he's like, I'm going to just send this chart to my boss because I didn't do a good job. And I don't want them to fucking fire me. <laughs> like, we, I was supposed to have this done, and I didn't. If that's the case, I feel kind of bad, but you got to be honest. All right? I, I suspect that this was a marketing decision. Um, and that's what pisses me off about it, is that this is PUBG coming out to us and being like, you guys were right. The game's broken. We're going to fix it. Like, look at the stuff we've been working on, and you can trust us that we're going to, like, work on it and tell you guys how much it's improved in three months' time. When they can't even tell us, like, how much they've improved it with an honest representation of numbers right now. And, like, like I was going to go pretty deep about this, about, like, why this shit matters. I'm going to do it a little bit, because right now, like, I've been passionate about science and the role of science in our society since I learned about science. Um, I'd say early in high school is when I was like, holy shit, science is like fucking going to save civilization if we let it. And this, this, like the whole history of it, like you, you look at like what the hell brought us out of the dark ages. It was science. It was people discovering things about the world and leveraging that knowledge to 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 empower themselves and to empower society to defeat disease and that to me it's it's not just about science science is about a virtue that we call truth it's about discovering knowledge and truth and and that it it totally shook up the power dynamics of the day i mean before that it was like nothing against religion I, i grew up religious i have a lot of religious friends love the hell out of them but back then, all we had was faith and just, like, superstition. And science is the reason we're not stuck there in, in the dark ages, okay? And so, when I see a tool like science that has so much potential to continue to empower people, and I see it used 
by powerful people to deceive people. Like, that's what pisses me off. And it's, it's the same thing that, that people who are driving the Enlightenment forward with the, the philosophies of science and reason, that they were overthrowing the power structures of their day with this, with, with a dedication to reason and science and the discovery of truth. And to see the powers that be, like, use something that looks like that, that's kind of confidence boosting, like, oh, here's some numbers, like, you can trust these numbers, uh, you can trust these graphs then it that's it's just fucking pisses me off man <laughs> that is just like not the way to go and and just like a, a quick little thing on data visualization which i've dabbled in graphs are used in order to uh, if if it weren't for data visualization we'd be looking at excel tables all day we'd just be looking at tables of numbers data visualization frees us from that allows us to understand a pattern by seeing a visual representation of it or a visual change in values Okay, so when somebody creates a visual representation of numbers for the purpose of skewing our understanding of the numbers that underlie it, it's a lie, right? It's deception. They're doing it for a reason. You have to ask yourself, like, do, you know, why are they doing that? And do I want to be involved with this? And do I want to support this enterprise? Um, like, this is a small ship. It's a small podcast. I'm one person. Am I going to boycott this game? Probably not over this. Like, literally... I did the math. I, I threw this thing into Adobe Photoshop. I did some cross multiplication, figured out the pixel values and what bar, what what the value is that this bar would actually represent. They say that it represents fifty eight point five. When you actually do the scaling, this represents uh, fifty five point two fps, right? So they moved it three point three three um, points up in order to create an apparent improvement or a larger apparent improvement in terms of the values it's small in terms of the the underlying ethics it's it's grave in my in my book so yeah because that was a a, an intentional change there's they're not using a graph program that that's going to make an error like that um somebody is literally cooking these graphs and then deciding it's okay to release them to the public to create a certain perception and and like it just it's it, it really under undermines my confidence in in this in the people who are creating this or at least the people who are communicating with us about it that's my spiel on that <laughs> i appreciate your impassioned enumeration of the history of science actually one more thing cuz here we are in the present day and i i realized that this didn't end. The science didn't just come along and solve all of our problems, right? There's an ongoing battle. I'm getting like, man, I'm starting to sound like a fucking evangelist here. Um, <laughs> Preach. There is an ongoing cultural struggle right now between people who are very powerful on, on the one hand and have interest in people not being able to understand these things, Right and people not being able to critically analyze and, and tell whether or not they're being told the truth. Because when you have people who can't do that, you can manipulate them any way you want to, all right? If you have a populace that understands science and has, has confidence in it and is, is literate with it, you cannot do that to them, okay? And there is a widespread effort to undermine people's confidence in science today. And it's very obvious, right? Like, it's, it's happening with our so-called... Um, 
you know, like are facts outdated? Like there's that whole dialogue of like, is this like post fact reality, blah, blah, blah. And it's a true, like it's, it's a real struggle right now. And it, it, it enables um, people to sidestep and downplay real problems by saying, well, wait, why are you saying we have a problem? Oh, you're saying we have a problem because of science? Well, science is, is not trustworthy. That's the line of thinking. That's as deep as it goes. You're not going to get any deeper than that. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. And it's undermining, uh, you know, five centuries old discipline that is is the basis of everything that is is civilized and sturdy, and that that gives us like luxuries and high qualities of life. So, ugh, ugh. So yeah, this this graph here is <laughs> that's what this fucking graph means to me, man. Clearly, the existential underpinnings of our entire reality are being subjectively shaken <laughs> by the the pixelated misrepresentation of this small jump in numbers between quarter one and quarter two of 2018. PUBG minimum system requirements. Yeah, well, look at the other graph too, right next to it. It's not accurate either. <laughs> It's like it's small. They they fudged it just a little. I think they fudged it just enough. They could they, they thought they could get away with it, but not past me, motherfuckers. I see your bullshit. I'm gonna publish the graphic to the Discord tonight. And, you should. Yeah. You know. And furthermore, Robin, you know what I'd love to see you do? Hmm. I'd love to see you actually make a, a an actual accurate mock-up. Of okay, these numbers. Sure. Is that something you can do? I could do that in Excel in like three minutes. Dude, you should do that. Yeah. I, I want to compare them and I want to mm-hmm. overlay them and maybe get Wacky Jackie involved. I'm, I'm definitely sending this to Wacky Jackie. <laughs> don't, don't you doubt it. Yeah, I, mean, I want you know? his backup, man. Because he can, he can raise a fuss like I can't, I bet. If he cares. I'm, I, I don't know if he'll care. He might not give a shit. He might think like you, like whatever. <laughs> it's like 3.2 off. I don't care. Like... But guys, maybe, maybe he's a passionate. I am here today, follower of science, to talk about <laughs> the misrepresentation of numbers in the new fix PUBG graphic. <laughs> we could just we could just forge this. Yeah, you know, there's the like there's the new video technology that you can just put anyone's face on like anyone's body in videos now. Yeah. We could just do that. We could put his face on your we'll, body. We'll just take like a random clip of his talking head from his stream, you know? And just like, <laughs> and I'll just like do my awful impression of him and <laughs> we'll, we'll do a mock-up. Man, I've actually, like he, he, this, this, I actually might bring his attention to our podcast. He's going to hear us talking about him. We love you, Wacky Jackie. Oh, yeah, you. you're, you're so great, Wacky <laughs> Jackie. I mean... I'm one of your supporters. Currently... <laughs> Currently, number one person we would most like to get on this show, mm-hmm. for sure. So, wacky. And, and number one person we want to lead our crusade about data integrity. Definitely. I mean, no, it's true. I think if anyone gives a shit about the integrity of data, it's wacky fucking Jackie, mm-hmm. man. I mean, leading the new enlightenment in Western civilization, wacky Jackie, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just you know robin i think only you out of all the people i know could have spun such elegant thread <laughs> from from this this chubby little one inch line graph uh-huh. comparison yeah <laughs> but you're not wrong that's the thing robin mm-hmm. you are not wrong I appreciate my friend that. I don't think I'm wrong either. No, no, you, you sure aren't. You know, cue whatever commensurate 
emotional reaction. They're lying to us and they're not fixing PUBG as well as they say that they are. But, you know, we should all be happy because, you know, at least those bad scientists aren't scaring us anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> all those buzz killers, dude. PUBG's you know? next game. They just, you know, it's like they, they want us to think that the world isn't getting harder. Mm-hmm. PUBG's next game is going to be you're a dinosaur on an island and you have to kill all the scientists. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park. I think it would be hilarious if PUBG released a map that was like the North Pole and instead of the the zone, it's just like that your ice cap is slowly melting, right? <laughs> and the last person standing in the very middle who hasn't fallen off into the water is the winner. You know, and then there's like you can play various roles. You can play like a reporter. Or you can play like a geologist taking samples or mm -hmm. whatever, and they each have different abilities. But but really, in the end, it's just like a like any good old fashioned game of PUBG. It's a cast iron pan face off, standing on this little needle of a melting polar ice cap. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, man. Public Science Journal Death Race 100. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the new title for our episode. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's and that is also the new title for the next film that Blue Hole is making. Amazon Death Race 100 was such a hit that they decided they had to, you know, come out with a sequel. You know, I don't know how much actually useful shit we said about this fixed PUBG, but you know, go go take a look at it and see what you think. I personally was a little underwhelmed by it. Um, maybe it's just that I am jaded. Maybe it's that I have been lied to too many times in my life. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I haven't been getting enough chicken dinners lately. A lot. That's not true, actually. I've, I've had a series of mm -hmm. good chicken dinners. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah I have like even more detail than I thought. There's like tabs down here in the fixed log. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, no, they, they go into it, you know, inaccurate graphs and all. I'm relieved to see that they don't have any graphs on the rest of the tabs. Yeah. I would get stressed out. Is, does the CSS of this website bother you, Robin? No, no, it's fine. It's actually pretty well designed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it is actually a well-designed website. Mm -hmm. I, I actually wish that the menu in PUBG was designed as well as this website. Take a look at it. Tell us what you think. Uh, one thing that I'm happy to hear them talking about is that they are working on the tick rate, and that's the kind of ground-level improvement that I think is going to make this game a lot better. So I wish them godspeed with that. So, but the bitch, the bitch fest is not over. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were, you know, Late if you were like getting ready to kick up your feet and, you know, start feeling better about this game, <laughs> I have bad news for you. Our favorite feature that they were implementing for oh, PC Patch no. 19 has just been cruelly yanked back out of the game. It's basically exactly a, a rerun of what happened when they changed the circle damage and timings. And they updated the game and then within hours they'd removed it. Since news about this, like everyone I've talked to on our Discord was like pretty stoked about it. I'm not saying everyone on there is. Maybe I'm sure there's people who aren't, right? And then I could see Soko. Soko probably hates it. Well, wait, no, he was. No, no, Soko, it was like one of his favorite things about the patch. 
Okay, another supporting point. Soko likes it. Okay. Yeah, dude. Come on. He's a smart guy. All right. So I was just thinking because he's like a better player that he might want to keep his like edge, right? Because I really do think that this is going to be, this would have been, I should say, it would level the playing field a little bit. Like I was, I watched Shroud this week and he was bitching about it. Like, um, like he, he was like, like playing with it and like, oh man, this is stupid. This is so bad. Uh, like, oh, where are they? There they are. There they are. There they are. And he was kind of mocking it. And I was like, all right, so, like, what's his point? Like, why doesn't he like it? And someone in his chat asked him, and he's like, well, it's just, like, he was, he's made the exact same case. Like, basically, it's too easy. And I, on, on some level, I can see why he, he likes a game that challenges him. Shroud, Shroud is obviously a smart guy. He needs something to be complex, not to be bored. And needing to look at his compass and look at the number and then say the number and give a landmark about where the enemy is or where whatever is to his teammates is like a fun and engaging thing to him as it is to like everyone else who does it. Right. And the, I love that. I actually enjoy that. And I've enjoyed learning how to do that. Um, now the thing that gets me is, is why wouldn't a player like shroud like it? Like he doesn't have to use it. Like, of course, if he can use it, he probably will because it's going to be a lot faster and it's going to tax him less than not using it. And so it just, it wouldn't make sense to ignore it at this point. But what gets me is that I see someone like Shroud, or really anyone who's at a level of playing where they can basically, they can entirely rely on their reflexes and aim to just annihilate like 90% of the play base, right? So... And, and this happens routinely when I watch Shroud. He'll be, like, walking around, and someone will shoot him from, like, 170 degrees behind him, right? And he'll just whip around and, like, spray him down, and they're dead. Like, no problem. And they took out, like, half of his health. Happens all the time. So what this would do for a player like Shroud is it would make it really easy for a team to outmaneuver him, which is something that is rather difficult to do at the moment. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard in any game, and even adding this would still... It wouldn't make it easy, but it would make it easier. And the way that I see really talented players play right now is they don't play like the way that I talk about playing, at, at least not when they're streaming. They're kind of just running around willy-nilly, and they're relying on their gunplay to, to pull them through. Correct. Which is, which is great, right? Because they can do that, and they're awesome at it, and that works for them. Now, what the rest of us have to do is because, like, everyone, I think, is going to have some upper limit to their reflexes on average and, like, what they can do in terms of aim and what they can do in terms of not choking unless they want to plug in, you know, eight hours a day like these streamers are doing, right? And so, to me, this gives people who are either getting into the game or more casual players like us. And I say casual, like, I've got a thousand hours into this game, all right? Um... And, like, we have a pretty good chance against any team, I would say, if if we can use good team tactics and work on that and have a system that allows us to leverage it, right? To Agreed. leverage our style. Yeah. And so that's what gets me about it. It's like, it, sh- it keeps the gameplay in this game focused on individual skill. And it doesn't matter how big your squad is. If you're if you have a system that makes it hard to coordinate, it's going to be based on gunfights and gun mechanics and the gunplay in the game. All right, and so 
that's that's what gets me i've always i rant on the show all the time about the teamwork and that's why i'm here and i like to coordinate and to me this was a really beautiful opportunity that just got like snatched away at the last minute and i'm like so sad about it so yeah i agree with everything you said Mm -hmm. and i think one of the things that they're not really accounting for here is that there are just so many beautiful emergent opportunities that could come out of a system like Mm. this so you know it it, it's like and just to be i don't know if we made this exactly explicit but we're talking about the feature where you can look at something in the game and place a marker on it that other players can actually see in world not just on their map but they can see while they're playing Mm -hmm. i just think there's so many cool uses for this in the game that people that we none of us have thought about yet Mm -hmm. right just a very very basic feature like this allows you to do very very many cool things Mm -hmm. and it allows you Mm -hmm. to communicate in very many cool ways and quite frankly i think it's a little like if you look at the game the way it is now it's a little unrealistic in the way it forces you to communicate with people Mm -hmm. for example if you are standing next to someone Mm. and you said hey i just saw someone behind that tree up there on the hill they'd be like which tree what would you do You'd point. <laughs> exactly. You'd freaking lift your arm up and you'd point. Exactly. And okay, you know, that person will still have to do a little bit of work to like follow your finger and triangulate and, and pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's not quite like if you were able to put a magic marker on it with your finger. I, I, I'll mm-hmm. grant you that. Mm-hmm. But there's all kinds of actual real life things that you can do in real life to help someone see something Mm -hmm. and i think it's one of the reasons why you know most of us like if someone's like hey check it out there's a deer over there in the woods you know most of us it doesn't take us five minutes to find them Mm -hmm. right whereas in the game it's so frustrating when someone's like oh you know there's this guy's at 200 degrees and you're looking and you're like where the fuck are they and your teammates are fighting and they're shooting and you're like where the fuck are they you know Mm -hmm. So, um, I just, I think that it actually, not having things like this in the game, I think it really does increase the frustration for a lot of people. Yeah. I think that there's so many ways to work with this to make it something that could really work. I think just taking it straight out of the game, like moments after they've put it in, mm-hmm. just feels really bad to me. So, I haven't, I didn't know about this till you mentioned it earlier that they had taken it out. Yeah. And do you, aside from the argument that we went over about it, it making the game so-called less skill-based, is there are there other arguments? Or... You know, I haven't looked deeply into the reasons that people have made for taking it out, but the main one that I've heard is that it makes the game less competitive. Not true. And yeah, I just don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that at all. I, th- I actually think it's kind of a lazy argument. Mm-hmm. It, it just does, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Saying that a, any element you add to a game, it can't like natively make it more or less competitive. The only yeah. thing that makes a game less competitive is by giving something to one group of people that another group of people doesn't have. Right, exactly. Which in this case, you could argue that there's a lot of people out there who just innately have better gun skill. Like the, a better ability to, to have good gunplay, and they have an advantage. Agreed. That we cannot out outweigh with teamwork and things like that very easily without Agreed. a lot of work, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think people are actively trying to keep other people from developing an edge against them.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, that bothers me.、Mm-hmm. But I think it just also shows a, a lack of creative thinking. And I think it's very different. Like, okay, for example, if this game were such that once you'd spotted an enemy, you could always see them even through a wall, right?、Mm-hmm. Or if someone else could put a marker on an enemy and then you could always see them through a wall. That would be something that I think would really degrade the quality of the game.、Mm-hmm. It would be, you know, and in a way it would make it less competitive because you'd have to rely less on your instincts and your play and your strategy.、Mm-hmm. You'd just know well, where they、yeah. were. I mean,、right? Battlefield, very competitive game. They had, a, they had a marker system where you could mark players. I think they still do in all other games. You mark a player, and that player remains marked for about five seconds through obstacles. Wow. Right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's even more of an extreme example,、mm-hmm. right? And th- that game has managed to sustain its competitive play. Right. Right. And so I-, I think, you know, something like that in PUBG would feel a bit weird to me. Who knows? If they implemented that, maybe even that would be okay.、Mm-hmm. But、um, I just I don't feel like this. Change would tear apart the fabric of competitive play in PUBG.、No. And I think that it's premature to not give it a chance.、Mm-hmm. And furthermore, I think if you do want to play competitively, I, I wouldn't think of it as being inappropriate for them to take this feature out of the actual competitive play, right?、Mm-hmm. If competitive players don't like it and don't think it's good, Great, take it out of the leagues,、mm-hmm. you know, and leave it in the base game.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I really don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. But th- I mean, to me, that would be, if I hear a team saying that, to me, that's it. That tells me that they're afraid of their team skill. Yeah. That, that they don't believe that they have enough desire or ability to coordinate with their team in order to leverage it as well as other people. Yeah, I agree. Mm hmm. I totally agree. I feel like if everyone gets it, then it's just game on.、Mm-hmm. You know, game on. You've got to figure out how to use it better than other people do.、Mm-hmm. So, you know, without being these people, I, you know, I can't say for sure, but it, it did boil my blood a little bit, especially since this is a feature that I've been really looking forward to. And I just want to try it. I, you know, I just I want to mark Windows.、Yeah. I, you know, I want to mark, you know, wouldn't it be great to say, like, There's, you know, there's a vest in so and so building, you know, in the bathroom on the second floor or whatever. And a lot of times, even if someone tells you that, you know, it was a minute ago and you come back and you have a hard time finding it and you kind of fuck around. And if someone had just thrown like an in game marker on it, you'd be able to see it right away. It would be really clear、mm. and you wouldn't waste as much time. Yeah. And I just don't think that that would be a detriment to the game at all. I don't think that it makes someone like such a better player because they're better at finding a vest. Yeah.、Right? It's, it just seems a little immature to me to, to try to make an argument like that. Mm hmm. You know, you feel strongly about the graph. I feel strongly about this. I'm with you on this, man. This, yeah. And it's not, you know, it's like, I don't think someone's an idiot for not agreeing with me on this. I just feel like the way so many of these things pan out,、um, I just feel like there's a lot of whining around it.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm starting to get a bit of this Fran Ramsden esque distaste. For all of the whining in this game.、Mm. You know, I really, it bothers me.、Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like. That's a perfect example. 
Yeah, like, it's just, you know, it's like if they introduce a feature and we get yeah. to know it and everyone tries it and they play yeah. with it competitively and everyone decides that it kind of sucks. For a year and all oh, <laughs> the noobs are going to join our tournaments. Oh, like. Yeah, I know. Learn the fucking game as and, it changes. And then they're going to hot drop on us and they're going to try to loot in our spot and it's our they're spot. Kill us with their markers. Like, you know, get good, assholes. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're still gonna own me. It's like, what? What are you worried about? Exactly. You know, like, I, I think actually, I, I had confidence that I could leverage this to like take out better players than me, but in in the sense that I could out team them, and out out. So there's there's the way I was thinking of it earlier is there's basically there's gunplay, and then there's maneuvering, positioning, and move, maneuvering is like one thing. And, like, the way that you can do those two things is going to largely de- determine how successful you are at this game. And this this feature was all about positioning and mo- maneuvering. And, yeah, it's just really fucking hard to do um, without that a marker system, right? So, like, I was we, we were doing tactics sessions um, this last Monday, which went really well. Oh, yeah, I've been curious about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was really stoked that, that people joined up and... We had a couple squads worth of people, and it was really cool to be with people who were willing to step into leadership. And you don't have to do that if you don't want to. And people who wanted to try ideas and like just moving in certain formations with your group feels really empowering. Also, being able to like knowing that that the team is receptive to leadership and you can make a coordinated effort to attack a team is really fucking important in this game. And we used it multiple times successfully. Right. And we would debrief at the end of each one, each game and talk about what went well and what didn't. And like, those were really productive and people were down for it and it was just awesome. So if you're a player looking for that kind of gameplay, even though we don't have markers, we can still use this game to out team people. And there's still enough there that we can do it. It's going to take a little bit more work. Dude, that's great. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I couldn't agree more. I feel like, you know, there are a lot of skills in this game that are very hard to level up on. But I feel like coordination, communication, tactics, strategy, this is the kind of stuff that you can really see big results in quickly. Mm -hmm. And there's so many more things to try that don't just relate to your base Twitch skill. So I really love that you're getting into this, yeah, Robin. I mean, I'm so fucking bored with turning a corner, aiming, and shooting. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing that for so many fucking years <laughs> in, in shooters. And yeah. it, it's, it, it, it is rewarding, and it is fun, but how many fucking years can we do that like without improving <laughs> some other skill set to make us better at the game? You yeah, know? totally. I agree. It's actually one of the reasons why I'm watching people like Shroud a little less these days. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's like, guess what? He was a better shot than that other guy. Dude, I had the exact same feeling today. <laughs> I was watching Shroud and I was just like, who cares? Like, <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm going to start trying to find some other streamers. Yeah. Who have a different style and, and I mean, just per, like personality goes a long way. Yeah. Also, just just people who might be doing squads and like trying to do the the team thing would be really fun to watch because none of the streamers I watch are doing that. Yeah, maybe this this is like an opportunity. Maybe it is. It's yeah. like an underserved part mm-hmm. of the whole thing. If you guys listening have anyone you watch that's into the 
teamwork and plays with squads. Um, I'd love to hear it. I'd like to throw it in the Discord. So yeah, that would be awesome. At me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? I just thought of one more thing I want to say about about this skill-based argument about the in-game workers. I know it's kind of late, but skill-based... Another reason that I think this is a totally specious argument is that basically... I want to ask the question, what is the difference between making something less skill-based and making something less cumbersome? So if you make something easier to do, you could argue that you made it less skill-based. Or you could just say you made it easier to do, or you made it less cumbersome. And so there's a lot of different changes they've made to the game that you could say, well, that made it less skill-based. For example, also on the most recent patch, they took out, um, they added limb bullet penetration. So now if you shoot someone in the arm that's in front of their chest, you also shoot them in the chest. But that, to me, is kind of unfair because I was a good enough player before where I was aiming around their arms and shooting them in the chest. And now all these fucking noobs are just going to shoot them in the arms and get chest points, you know? Like, that was skill. And here we are, and now everybody can just shoot them in the arms and get chest hits. It's like, come on. Just just give the nudes that <laughs> just give the <laughs> don't give the nudes. <laughs> don't go there. Don't do it. <laughs> just give the noobs, you know, diamond league status already, you know. If you're going to add limb bullet penetration. Jeez. <laughs> Rob and I also want more penetration in this game. <laughs> Let's call that a wrap on our bitch fest today. (laughs) Thank you. You guys can return to your normal lives now. Uh, Did you mention the network lag thing? Oh, yeah. Well, I was was just going to say, like, you know, they they pushed the server out, and I was playing with some folks that night, and we had to quit out multiple times because Mm -hmm. there was server-wide network lag, Mm -hmm. you know, where just everyone lags out for, like, an entire minute, Mm -hmm. and you just have to disconnect from the game and reconnect. This Mm -hmm. happened several times, and it was just one of those why why does this still happen moments, right? right? And that was actually, I'll say, that was there before they pushed this patch out. Hmm for at least a day oh was it yeah okay so yeah i'm not i don't think it's related to that the big patch 19 okay something's going on that's fair Mm -hmm. but you know i I, all the same i just had this like really are we still doing this Mm -hmm. you know is this is this still going on kind of a feeling i was surprised to see it we haven't seen that sort of thing it's been a long time yeah yeah it really has and then of course you know this other it's it's a small thing but it just kind of got my goat is so they patched the game after PGI Berlin, and they didn't remove any of the PGI Berlin stuff. <laughs> so it's like there's still the streamer from the plane, there's still the stuff in the lobby. Okay. And it's just like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> really? Uh, I, s- I saw your note. Apparently, the note is apparently PGI Berlin is still happening. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it never really? ended. Wow. I guess there's like another <laughs> B League tournament. I don't know, but okay. So you you know, now they're just now they're advertising <laughs> PGI Berlin 2019, right? That's what they're doing now. Like, Seriously? No. Oh, I'm just you know, but it's like it just wouldn't surprise me at this point if they pulled some jack shit <laughs> like this. This is the way it is now. Well, now that they've they've introduced advertising into the game, you can expect it to remain. It's just like, what is it going to advertise next? You know, yeah. is the question. So, 
Yep, Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Red Bull, actually. That's no, probably I do. I would not be surprised at all. I have a thing that I'm excited about that uh, Robin and I have been talking about doing, and mm. uh, I want to do it for next week's show. Okay. And so, what this is is it's the community mailbag. So, what we, we we've been talking about this for a little while, where we've wanted to give our broader community a chance to just ask questions. And ideally, we would just have an episode which is just start to finish, you guys asking questions and us answering them. Mm-hmm. And in order to get your little creative minds buzzing around this, I want to say that you could ask questions about anything PUBG related. Also, you can ask questions that aren't related to PUBG. So, you know, if you want to know what Robin's first kiss was, for example, that would be a great question yeah. to ask. And, you know, he could use his discretion to determine whether or not he wanted to answer that question. (laughs) Uh, We'll say all questions considered, not all questions answered. However, yeah, I just think this is a cool opportunity for us all to get to know each other a little better. And if you've been having any random questions kicking around about PUBG, or maybe you are not a patron and you've had some questions, well, this is your moment to shine. So what we're going to do is in order to post these questions, you can go to our Discord and you can put your question in our show suggestions and feedback thread there, which you'll find when you join. Proceed it with hashtag QOTW, question of the week. So you can put all your questions in there. And if you are not in our Discord, but you'd like to submit a question, you can send that by email to winnerpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, I don't know if there's smoke signals or something, some other way you can get them to us as well. So I'm really excited about this. I hope that you guys will seize this opportunity and, you know, let's just flood it with some really interesting, hilarious educational questions. I look forward to that. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Especially since I'm lazy. Yeah. Send them early. And if it's, if it's technical questions or... And we love those. Um, Get them in early and we can spend some time on them. I'll do some homework for y'all. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, likewise. Do we have a challenge mode this week, Robin? Dude, I've hardly been playing. I've been super busy. Yeah. So. I've been pretty busy myself. It's kind of out of mind at the moment. Yeah. You're going to do another tactics session this Monday of this week. Is that right? That's right. Okay. 6 p.m. Pacific time. Robin's going to do a tactics session. Looking forward to it. Bring your friends. Yeah. I I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to chill. But I have I got in some games in the Discord this last week with some various participants, so that was really fun. Mm-hmm. So I might just do a little bit more of that. Be available. Well, that is going to do it for this week. And uh, we've plugged our Discord a lot, so you can find that in the show notes. Again, you can email us at winnerpodcast at gmail.com. We have now both an Xbox club and a PUBG mobile club. So that's really awesome. And I just wanted to say, I just got an update from the Xbox club folks. 
that we actually we either have or are approaching 250 members in that club whoa which is really awesome and uh that's been in the competent hands of stop collaborate and heinzy aka backdraft and also uh the basic bro which i, I forgot i've forgotten to mention him a few times in the past so he's also been doing some mod duties over there mm-hmm. so thanks so much bro and he's also just a very frequent contributor to our community and mm-hmm. to our podcast in general really yeah. really great guy you guys are all great yep all of them they really are and the basic bro streams so you know check out his stream as well uh i th- uh, Heinze does too i'm not, i don't know if stop collaborate does join our discord to find out so we also have a PUBG mobile clan now so you know join that and see how it is all right i want to give a big thanks to spiffy man for doing the music yeah yeah thanks spiffy man your music is indeed spiffy (laughs) that's a wrap and we will look forward to reading your questions on the show next week all right see you then bye guys And it's, you know, and it's the same thing. It's because some, you know, not going to point any fingers or be but some crying (laughs) somewhere. And, you know, I've got news for you. Just like, shut the up. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Like, who gives a I'm just so, I'm so unimpressed with these people, dude. I really am, you know?